Come on, Tottenham, stick it in the goal. Come on, Tottenham, the pace are bloody slow. You are the first team, the last team my dreams have ever seen. Put on that lily white and run on to that green. White Hart Lane has seen its pain, it's had its loads of nights. We fought our team through thick and thin and all those glory nights. And when the game is done, we'll sing a song and talk it out all night. Hey! Come on, Tottenham, stick it in the goal. Come on, Tottenham, don't be so bloody slow. You are the first team, the last team. Hi, it's episode 24, season 5 of the Tottenham Hotspur Family Podcast. My name's Jav. Joining me this week, my co-host John Steckles from Merchester. Good afternoon. And making his debut, Lee Taylor from South Dorset Spurs. Afternoon, everyone. Right, um, Lee, um, well, as it's your first time on the podcast, um, I'll get straight to it. Um, how did you get bitten by the Tottenham bug? Um, well, before I lived in Dorset, I actually uh, grew up in Hackney. Um, so you get the choice of three teams where I lived. Wet Spam, Scum or Tottenham. And uh, a lot of my mates all supported Tottenham. They took me over there when I was about 11. And uh, I stood up in the shelf in the in the bit that they used to call the shed and just fell in love. Just fell in love. The atmosphere, the play that we had, players like Hoddle and Ardiles and stuff, mate. Honestly, you just, you know, once you was there, you fell in love. And that was it. Just couldn't help it. Been there ever since. Excellent. And who's your favourite Spurs player of all time? Um, I, I guess you've got to say... Hoddle really um, because he did so much and he was so ahead of his time as a player he was just you know fantastic to watch so for me he was my all-time hero always will be okay right so we've played um, a couple of couple of games um, Watford middle of the week um, and Newcastle yesterday and it seems to be very much a case of um, the late late show Um, let's start off with 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 the Watford match Um, we went 1-0 down um, in what I thought it was a bit of a scrappy game. I never thought we really had any um, rhythm in terms of our play, but um, up pops um, Son and uh, Lorente with two late goals. Um, John, how did you see it? Well, uh, all game I was sitting there, um, we couldn't cross a bun all night. There was there was nothing beating the first man. Ericsson's passing and dead ball players become a complete myth. I thought we were we were lacking. You got to play to you to the strength of Lorente, get the balls into the box, um, and the first time that happened all game, Rose puts that cross to the back post, and Lorente gets the winning goal. Um, I thought Watford came along to bully us, to stifle us, and much like Newcastle yesterday, just sit back and try and hit us on the break. Better teams have done it to us, and better teams have won. Uh, Man United and Wolves recently, but I don't. We we this this team. I'm going to talk about this in a bit, but the mental fortitude that this team has to keep going and to keep the belief is is undeniable and is is a joy to behold. And that's what this team's about now. It's 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 more than just going out and trying to get a result. They grind. They they're relentless. They're 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 punishing this. Um, it might not be a joy to watch, but you know that there's going to be something at the end of it. Um, Lee, looking back to Wednesday, um, at any point, did you ever feel, feel that we wouldn't get anything out of that game? Because the longer it, it, it drew on, it was obviously we were 1-0 down, I think, was it the, the 80th minute that we, that we pulled one back initially? Was there, was there a part of you that thought, this isn't going to be our day? Um, I, I guess so. After the after the two results previously, it was like, here we go. You know, this is this is where the season starts to go the wrong way. But that's, I guess, that's part of being a Spurs fan for so long, isn't it? Mm. You know, we kind of get used to that uh, over the years. But as uh, as John said, you know, for them to keep going and keep going and keep going, I thought was admirable. Uh, and to be fair, I think that the football that we've played recently, certainly since the Man United game, has, has seemed to be in front of their back four, and all the teams are trying to do the same. They're trying to just sit there, stifle us and stop us doing anything. And for me, that's where Lorente really needs to come in because he gives you something slightly different, especially when you've got Kane out. So, yeah, I mean, I, I did think we were, it was going to be a draw. I didn't think we were going to get anywhere, but, you know, delighted with the with the header at the end, especially after the miss that he'd done as well. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I, I always felt it was one of those where... I don't know. Sometimes you've got this gut feeling with football. Um, the United game, I, I just felt, even though we... we we had all those shots on target, and and De Gea made all those saves. I just, 
I just felt that was going to be one of those days where we weren't going to get anything. And against Watford, I always felt we could, you know, we'd we'd, we'd get a goal. And I, and and I, and I always had this belief that once that first goal went in, another one would would, would follow, and and that's that's the way it panned out. Um, we had a question comment from um, a listener, Sean Brooks, um, who's from Australia. Um, he says, um, "Hey guys, coming to you from sorry, I apologise, <laughs> from Auckland, um, New Zealand, even." Um, very te- very tempting to, to, to re-edit the pods later on, but um, I'll, I'll proceed. Um, so Sean Brooks, he says, Hey guys, coming to you from Auckland. So um, only really get to watch the midweek games live, although the Watford game nearly killed me. Also love the podcast. Makes my Monday walk back from work so much better. Thank you, Sean. Um, keep up the good work, blah, blah, blah. Um, he's got a question, which was, um, Why are we so dreadful at corners? I remember the old days when a corner was a goal-scoring opportunity. Now 90 Ninety-five percent of the corners seem to end up seem to end up back at the keeper. What do you make of this? Um, I, I honestly, uh, g'day. Well, first of all, g'day, Sean. Um, put another shrimp on a barbie and all that business. <laughs> it was New Zealand, not Australia. Oh, is it New Zealand? Oh, oh, wow, well, <laughs> it's the same part of the world, isn't now, it? No, it's down under. Yeah. Do they do they have Vegemite in New Zealand? I, I, I feel we're digging a really big. Hole. <laughs> I am. I'm, yeah. No, I've stayed out of it. I've stayed out of this. All Blacks and Maoris. That's New Zealand, isn't it? Yeah. That's not Australia. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So fuck the Australians. Hello, New Zealand. Um. Uh. But this goes back to. I mean, Ericsson on the corners. Um. We're not beating the first man on on set plays. We're not beating the first man. His his crossing has dropped off. Um, Sonny was Sonny in the um, Asian Cup. Sonny put, was on corners. He's put them in, and they were scoring. They must. Lamella's better at corners, and I would almost want um, Ericsson on the edge of the box to try and hit a volley or get the sweep up the balls and and hit him from there. Um, one of the weird facts that or, or stats that came out over the weekend, we've um, scored the most goals from headers this season. I think it's um, uh, thirteen. And uh, Newcastle had conceded the most. Um, so we do score our fair share of uh, headers. But, mm. yeah, you can bet your bottom dollar if we get a corner, it isn't going to get converted. I think that Trippier um, is probably not bad when it comes to, to set pieces. But I, I, I just feel that at the moment he's not perhaps hitting the form that he did during the World Cup or the early part of the season. Well, maybe, maybe he was on the crest of a wave then and, and a little bit of a honeymoon period. But he seems to have made a few mistakes recently in matches and um but his set set pieces are are good um flip side of that what's given that we conceded a a goal from a corner against Watford defensively what's happened to us this season particularly set pieces I mean I think we conceded one to Watford when we played in the league also from a set piece as well and there have been a few other games that come come to mind I, I I We've got an embarrassment of riches at the back defensively. When you think of the Tongan, um, uh, Alvaro, Sanchez, I, I know we'll probably talk about those in the context of yesterday's game in a bit. Um, Foyts, but defensively this season, how have we gone from being such a solid unit previous seasons to shipping a few goals here and there? Do you think that might be a little bit to do with the feeling of, of what's Hugo going to do? Because mm. I kind of got, you know, from the, the goal yesterday, uh, Wednesday with Watford was more about Hugo coming out and, you know, not clearing the ball. And I think there may be a little bit of, a, you know, not being sure about, is he going to come and take it? Is he going to come and miss it or, or what? <laughs> that was kind of my impression of it. I mean, in terms of the going forward and, and scoring for corners I, I just think it's all about the delivery the delivery has just been really poor and it just it baffles me as to why because you've got some really good players there able to put that ball in um, but nothing's there's no clever um, corners anymore either I don't seem to be doing like the old Teddy Sheridan we're pulling it back and that yeah. kind of stuff and you would have thought we've got the players for that to, to be able to do that with someone like Ericsson or, or even Sonny hmm. um, being back at that area you would have thought that it's like a little bit more inventive you yeah. know, it might pay off, you know. Missing the near-post flick line as well. That was another mm. sharing of classic, wasn't it? Yeah. 
It yeah. really was. I mean, the, the Watford goal, if I, it, that was all about Hugo not getting there as well. Mm. But yeah. I think there, there was a foul on one of ours in the build-up too, which which once VAR comes in, is going to start to stump out, you know, just to wind Jav up there. Um, <laughs> it, yeah, we, we've got, you know, we do score from headers. And I, I think, and if we switch to the game yesterday, we the way that Newcastle set up with five at the back and four in the middle, it was the crosses that they were getting in through the first half. I was, you know, you wanted Lorente in there. It was crazy that yesterday that we put on put put so many balls in the box crosses before he came on. Yeah. Um, and then, funny enough, I, th- I thought when he came on initially, we went the other way. Yeah. We weren't getting get, getting enough to him. Although there was that fantastic, well, there was there was a good good chance he had early on, which he just headed. Well, wide. It wasn't even target. I thought he should have at least. Um, was that where he, the, sun, the sun got in his eyes? Where he complained that? about, and I just, I thought that was a little bit. I, I couldn't. I was at the, the opposite end of the um, pitch, so I didn't, I didn't see it at the time. It, somebody told me, and then I saw it subsequently on Match of the Day, and I thought it was a bit pathetic because he plays. He's from Spain. He plays in Spain. He plays in a country where um, <laughs> it's constantly sunny. How could he not cope with a bit of sun in his eyes? Surely he's True. used to it. I don't know. <laughs> can, I, can I just quickly go back to the Watford and say a big shout out to the uh, the ball boy who who uh, wound him up and gave the cheeky wink. That was lovely. He's a, he's an instant Spurs legend. That lad. Well done. That's a good one. I was I was looking out yesterday for him. I was just just curious if he was if he was going to be um, putting in a shift yesterday. Um, but yeah, uh... I, I did see some photos of him. He was there, I believe. Okay. He's a good lad. He, he would never have to buy a drink in Tottenham again, I don't think. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, right, so yesterday, um, Newcastle again, another one of those where we, we left it quite late, um, 10 minutes from time, um, this time Sonny with a winner. Um, let's jump straight into a question. Um, David Fornell says, Poch, yet again getting the tactics right and earlier substitutions. I think it was the 60th minute. Um that uh, he made his first substitution. Um, early substitution to change things. I'm alluding to bringing on Lorente, who set up Son. I I thought he they should have dragged off Son before Mora in uh, when Lorente came on, only because they'd had him out on the world uh, wide and he wasn't that effective. But when they switched and Mora came off and they put Son behind Lorente, so Son was finding those pockets of space. It, it was a, an immediate change in fortune, and we looked a hell of a lot more dangerous. Um, I mean that, that the second hell, uh, header um, that Mora had that 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 ended up I think Lamella headed against the post. If you watch that back, Son is behind Mora screaming at him. If he left that, that's that Son is to bury in the back of the goal. Um, he, he, Mora kind of got in the way a bit yesterday. He's almost trying too hard for me. Um, but when Lorenzo came on, um, we did you know again it just changed it. He should have been on from the start. He didn't do a lot wrong yesterday at all. Mm. Really did. Yeah. Um, I mean, the 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 build-up to the goal where there were, there were people saying, "Oh, you know, that was a handball by by Lorente when he chested it down." If you watch where that ball hits, the Newcastle player where he's pushing Lorente, the ball hits the Newcastle player's hands. They're exactly where he the, the, on Lorente's body. So for me, if anything, it's a pen. It's a pen to us because it, it's handball. But we got the goal in the end. Lovely goal from Sonny. Lovely, lovely goal. And a quick question you know it sort of bounced underneath the keeper it, it sort of like he hit it and it, it bounced yeah. just before do they train to do that do they train to hit that ball so it bounces just in front because if you watch the amount of shots that players take that bounce just before they get to the keeper they don't hit it the volleys and stuff just fly in the back of the net but when the majority of shots they bounce just before the keeper like and it's it, it, like it's they they mean it to try and put the keeper off. I don't, you watch, it's a it's odd. I think he I think he meant to to hit that like that. It's a great goal. I thought it was a bit um, fortuitous in terms of not not the goal, but just those sort of strikes. I don't I don't know if it's something they they, they trained, but interesting. Maybe 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 they do. Maybe it's something that that's calculated. I think there's a lot to do with the ball, isn't there? In terms of where they hit it from their laces and all that kind of stuff. Can put spin on it and all the rest of it. You can see the keeper goes down. He's He's got his eyes right on it. Um, but it just bounces and spins and just goes right underneath him. So, you know, he could have been trying for it. I don't know. But 
a great goal either way. Uh, uh, coming back to the the point about the the substitutions and stuff, uh, like you, I I was surprised that Lorente wasn't on from the start because I thought he really needs a run of games, and, and with the run of games that he's getting, he's actually contributing more and more. Um, so I was surprised he wasn't on there, and I, I bringing him on at 60 minutes was probably the the best that he could have done because, like you said earlier, all the crosses that were going in in the first half were all coming from um, Vertonghen. And there were some great crosses in there. And you would have put money on Lorente to at least have got one of them, you know, out of that. So I was a little bit disappointed he weren't in from the start. But, you know, getting, the, getting himself in a position to, to set up Sonny as well. I mean, you know, you can't, you can't write that off. I mean, that was about getting in the right positions and bullying the defender to, to make him make that mistake. So for, for me, I, I thought it was great. I think it all, it all said to his confidence. The world of good, having scored middle of the week and then yesterday playing a part, um, uh, effectively assisting Sonny. Um, had a question from Mark Stoll. Great performance from Jan today, or yesterday even. 200th appearance, best delivery best delivery from a left-back this season? He was superb yesterday. He, he yeah. really is. He's a Rolls-Royce of a player. I think he could play anywhere in the, in the side, front to back. He's absolutely fantastic. I, he was he was brilliant yesterday. Really, really good. So, quick question: two hundred league appearances for Spurs in the Premier League. Can you? How many of the others can you name? <laughs> um, uh-huh. I'll put you on the spot. I did, I did see that. You know, I did see, see something written about that. It was an Anderton, one of them. Yeah, Anderton's one of them. Uh, Hugo. Jude, Judas. Uh, yeah, Judas is one. Hugo's one. That's three. Um, Teddy. Yeah, Teddy's one of them. That's seven left. Um, <laughs> now you're asking. Danny Rose. Nope. Carl Walker. Nope. Jermaine uh, Defoe. Okay, Jermaine Defoe. Robbie Keane. Yeah, Robbie Keane. Aaron Lennon. Oh yeah, Aaron Lennon. Bloody hell. Um, Medley. Yep. How many left? Uh, Ian Walker. Okay. Uh, Jesus. Gary Mallet. Uh, no. Dawson. Yep, yeah, of course. And Stephen Carr. Yeah. There you go. There's a few blasts from the past. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. That says a lot about how far we've come when a player like <laughs> Ian Walker can get 200 appearances, to be fair. It, it does. I mean, uh, and if you think Rashford today for Man United, that's 100 appearances, which is quite frightening for somebody so young in a premiership. Wow. I think in a premiership anyway. Um, do you think Jan's our best left back? Not that he's a left back, but but is is he better at left left back than um, Davis and Rose? I I personally think Rose is is excellent. I, I, yeah, I like him. I like him a lot. I think the, the issue with um, Poch is he likes to rotate so much, certainly certainly around the back because of the energy that the guys put in. But for Tongan, I think he could he could play almost anywhere. He's one of them players you could put him anywhere. Mm. Uh, and you think it's not that long ago to where he was playing left back, and everyone was saying, "Oh, he should be left back. He don't like playing at left back." Well, he seemed pretty happy yesterday, I thought. Um, so yeah, I think he's he's up there as one of the best left backs, um, even though he's not a left back. I think his his crossing is. Um, second to none. I mean, David now makes a point with Jan Vertonghen playing left back and getting forward. Was, was it a mistake not starting Lorente to get on his excellent crosses? We, we've talked about Lorente and whether whether he should start or not. But yeah, I, I thought the the ball, some of the balls that he whipped in were were, were really good. Um, he plays left back for Belgium, doesn't he? Yeah, he doesn't always yeah. start in the middle for Belgium. I, I to to be fair, he. he on that left side of that defence, he can play anywhere in those two positions. He he, he could play up front. I, I, he's got the drive. The amount of like driving runs he makes him defence as well. He's comfortable with it. His feet. He he's 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 just a fantastic player. He he really is. He he's been a, a great servant while he's been at us, and he's been one of the the key buys in the most in the recent years. I think he, he's he's been fantastic, and we miss him when he's not there. I would, I would love it if you know a few years down the line. He's thirty-one. He's still got a few years left. But I'd love it if a few years down the line that Spurs keep 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 him on in some capacity. You know, whether that's a, a coaching role or if that's what he wants to do, or, or whether it's an um, ambassadorial role, a bit like Ledley. Um, I would like to think that going forward we do a lot more as a club. Yeah. In terms of look, looking after 
loyal servants, and, and he's certainly one of them. He seems to be the type of character that would have to be dragged out of our club, screaming, kicking and screaming. He won't want to go. He really won't. Um, he gives everything for that club, and I think he he, he sort of epitomises the, the the like I said, the mental fortitude and and what we've got going on. I don't think I've seen a team in a, a, that I can remember um, recently that has a desire to win like this group of players, and it exudes from Jan. It really, it really does. Um, he, he's he's a leader on the pitch. He really is. You could see you could see him one day being a very very good manager. Yeah. of a football club, whether it be ours or not. But you could see him, that type of player, standing on the sidelines with, with loads of respect from his players. You can, you can just see it. Yeah, and, he, and he'll be learning from Poch. He will be picking stuff up. Absolutely. Um, prior to the game, um, I was alerted to something on social media. Somebody, a Spurs fan, had tweeted something which was a bit... I'm not going to repeat what was said, but it was a little bit um, uncomplimentary towards Sanchez. Um uh, anyway, the suggestion was um, cutting out the, the, some of the, the language that was used. Um, the suggestion was that Sanchez should have been picked, Foyt should have been picked, picks, and Sanchez would struggle against Rondon. Now we know that last season um, Rondon, at, when he was in, in a West Brom shirt, he proved to be a formidable opponent for Sanchez. But I thought that Sanchez had a very good game and pretty much had Rondon in his pocket f- for the entire match. I thought, I thought I, San- Sanchez was just superb. I'd agree, yeah. and I thought he uh, he dealt with Dini as well because Dini likes to bully players and, and stick his body in the way. Um, I, I thought he had a, a, a good couple of games, if I'm honest. Yeah, no, absolutely. I t- totally agree. I, I don't think Sanchez has done anything wrong this season. I think he's been really good coming in for, for either Toby or, or, or Jan, whatever. He, he's come in and he's, he's, he's done what he needed to do. He's, you know, keeps it keeps it simple, um, does the right thing. I, I think he's great for a young lad. Or what is he, 21, 22? Yeah. 20, yeah, 21, 22. Yeah, exactly, yeah. 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 Um. Mora and Lamella, um, I felt that they were largely not able to impose themselves on, on, on the game. I didn't think either of them had, had the best game, which was a shame because obviously you've got Kane injured, you've got Delhi injured, Lorente didn't start, so it was an opportunity for, for, for both of them. And, I, and it was a shame. I didn't, I didn't think either of them had a fantastic game. Um, thoughts on that? Am I being a bit harsh? No, when when you when you're playing with a bank of four and a, against a bank of four and a bank of five, it can be very very difficult to to break them down. You know, you're you're relying on Lamella and Mora to be running at players and commit themselves to create the space for others, and they didn't really pull that off yesterday. There was one ball into the box yesterday, which in, Lamella it, it bobbled about and and broke, and Lamella was onto it, and instead of just hitting it first time across the box. He took it and he turned his back and 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 tried and moved away and I was I, I thought that was very odd. I didn't think that either of them had their best games yesterday. But as back up to 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 Delhi and Kane, I think they need to they w- need to work on their game a bit and they need to step up a little bit more. They could be doing more. Hmm. Yeah, more I, for I, yeah, I I agree. I think we're seeing more against the against United right at the start of the season. I think everyone was raving that this was going to be his season to really turn it around. I just feel that he hasn't kicked on enough, um, whether that be because he's had another injury or uh, not playing as much as he, he really wants to and finding his right position in the, in the team, I don't know. But I, I just feel with Lamella, I find that he just he runs around a lot and he gets really busy and he snaps a few tackles and stuff, but he's not really adding too much to it at, at this moment in time. I think he's probably, I think if we've got all our players fit, um, you know, Kane obviously would, would come back on the team. So would Delhi, um, and Son, which we'll talk about in a, in a bit, would certainly be in the packing order ahead of those two. I think, particularly, I'm not a huge, huge fan of Mora. Um, I, I, I remain to be convinced that I think there's a player there, but I'm, I'm not, I'm not sure. I mean, bearing in mind he's he's 27, so he should be at the peak of his prowess. But he's, I, I, I don't know. Um, that first header, he should have absolutely buried. Yeah, definitely. I, 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 I thought it was not as wise as it was on when I first saw it, but he needs to be burying those. That was yeah. a free header, and they need to be put away. Mm-hmm. And I think I think Lamella, his, his perhaps he's he's a, he's a lot, he's one of these players certainly at the moment that 
his impact is actually coming off the bench. Um, you know, when he's sort of when legs are starting to tire and he can start to run at opponents and snap and close them down. Um, starting the starting games, um, I'm not sure. Um, on Sun, um, if point that you um, wanted to bring up, John, um, about where in the pantheon of Spurs greats the Sun rank. Um, now before we discuss that, I was just looking at the leading goal scorers in the Premier League. So you've got Salah with 16 goals, um, Kane 14, to, uh, just behind that. Um, Son has got 10 goals, but he's had. I would like, wish that they put the games played, but in terms of 12. minutes, minutes played, 12 games. 10 in 12. 10 in 12. Okay. So that's a lot less than than no doubt Salah and Kane, and we know that obviously he, he's missed large parts of. Large, large parts of the season being been away from South Korea and also the first time when he came back he was obviously he, he played in the Asian Games he, he played in the World Cup prior to that so he was going to be t- tired and, and it probably was I think about November time when his season really kicked on for him to score that many goals this season and particularly recently um, it's quite an achievement um, and if we talk about what Delhi is worth in today's market we talk about what Kane is worth you know when when we get all these stories about Real Madrid want to buy Harry Kane or, or Delhi Alley and whatever but yet nobody seems to nobody seems to, to come in and put a bid um you know, it's never reported in a in a newspaper a tabloid that I don't know Barcelona or, or Real Madrid want to want to pay a hundred million for um for Son now it might be the case that he's very happy at Spurs and and they don't want to and no clubs are sort of interested, but I, I'm I'm surprised. Um, he's he's surely got to be really up there in terms of valuation. I'd say he's worth 150 million quid, and then you've got all your all the the sales of stuff to Korea that you'll get after that as well. Um, one of the things I'll say about Wembley, if if it wasn't for Sunny, that place would probably be a third emptier than it is. He's 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 pulling the the Koreans in to, to watch mm. us, but in terms of is he where is he in the pantheon of the greats? If you think back, you have players like Ginola, uh, who who shone in 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 some mediocrity really, and and players like Klinsmann and stuff. But Son is beginning to stand out for me, uh, and above those, his contribution to the team, uh, his work ethic, his all round game is he's putting him right up there for me and i mean harry kane is is cemented in that kind of position but delhi if he if he stays he doesn't go anywhere he'll probably get into there as well but son's right up there for me he's on a par if not better for me um and and worth more than to the team than ginola for me he really is and i know that we we had many many years of dross and as you can pick out players that 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 gave their all for the the side but that son's right up there in, in the pantheon legends for me now he really is I think his contribution to the team and what he what he brings, uh, just his smile. His smile's infectious. You know, it really is. If you if you look at the way he plays, and and the joy that he brings to the to to the stadium, it, it's 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 priceless. And he's up there as a legend for me. His his smile's got to be worth twenty million, as it is, isn't it? Yeah. Just, just the way he he pulls that big smile off, you just love him. You just fall for him straight away. Um, I agree. I, I think you know it's 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 amazing to think that it weren't that long ago when he first came in that people were going, "Why have we bought this guy? You know, we need a striker. We need a backup for Kane." And uh, and since then he's been banging him in for fun. And and I and I agree. In a in a a team full of dross, players like Ginola just shone out. You've got to remember, this guy is playing in a team with Ericsson, Kane, Ali. You know, I mean, they're big players there. And I think, you know, to, to still be a, an integral part of that is, is credit to him. And, I, and personally, I think one of the reasons why they're not calling out for him to go to Barcelona and places like that is just because it's paper talk. And they love to mess about with the English players. Mm-hmm. I think yeah. if, he, if he if he wasn't if he wasn't um, South Korean they're, they're, and he was English, they'd be they'd be selling him all over the world, wouldn't they? Yeah. So I, I just think it's paper talk. But again, I agree. 150 million, easy. Uh, he's got to be up there. He's also, if you consider that Kane's, I think this is the fourth occasion now in the last one, two, three seasons that Kane's been injured um, with an ankle injury, I think twice in 2016-17, once last season and now again this, and he, on each of those occasions, Son has stepped up 
um, and not not let the team down and 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 fill the gap. And he's he's just shown for me real leadership qualities in terms of you know saying right, okay, I'm going to be the main man. I'm going to score the goals now. And he's done that as well as obviously when 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 Kane when Kane comes back in the team, he he he's, he can play off Kane. Um, he's he's just a superb player. He, he contributes and obviously he's good with his assists assists as well. Um, right, the win puts us second at least momentarily um, until City play uh, Woolwich later on today and four points behind um, behind. Liverpool who play tomorrow night. Um, let's just look ahead to next week. So we've got a good week um, until our next game. So it's Leicester at home. Um, predictions. Two days that, off. He's two days the off. Team yeah. Paid off. Yeah. 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 They need and, it. And it's been such a long season, particularly recently with lots of midweek games. Um, so it's it's good that we've got got that rest. Um, but how do you see the Leicester match in terms of? Um, well. Firstly, before I ask predictions, um, let's do what I think we did last week on the pod. Um, let's let's name our starting eleven against. Or maybe it might have been the pod before that. I think, but anyway, um, how, do you think? He's, firstly, do you think Pochettino will go with a back three or a back four against Leicester? I think he'll yeah. he'll, he'll, he'll he'll pretty much start the same way that we did yesterday. Yeah, um, I agree with that. Yeah, because I. Puel, Puel would have seen the way that all the the last couple of games have gone and teams sitting back and trying to hit us on the break and he'll be thinking to himself, let's have a bit of that. Let's have another go at that. Um, so I expect them to go, I expect Le- Leicester to go five at the back with Vardy trying to um, hit us on the break. Um, I can't see, if they come and try and play football, they'll take a battering. And I don't think any team is going to come to um, Wembley and let us play. I really don't. So they'll do exactly the same. And I, there'll be a pattern in that in every match that we play till the end of the season. People will sit back because of the success that a couple of teams have had and they'll try and hit us on a break. So if we get an early goal, because we had the chances yesterday, if, if you know, if, if, if Laurenti pops up with a header or we get something out of it, then it, it, it could be a, a cricket score or it will be a, a, the last 10 minutes again. I don't mind a goal in the last 10 minutes. It's brilliant. Absolutely love a goal in the last ten minutes. It's fantastic. Really, it really is. Back, back three or back four? I, I, I go along with John. I, I think it's. I think he's going to go with what he's what he did yesterday because, as he says, you've got the teams now. They're looking at it. They're looking at what Man United done. They look at what Wolves have done, and they go right. We can't play. We can't go toe to toe with these guys. Look what happened to to Bournemouth and that. You know they're going to play the same way. They're going to hold off. They're going to they're going to try and stifle us. So, so for me, I think he'll go the same way. Uh, absolutely. How he started the match with a, with a back four with, with, with Jan at left back, or, or how he finished when he brought on Rose. And... Well, I, I think Ray, I think Rose will play because Rose. I mean, yeah. Rose got twelve minutes, so I think Rose will play, yeah. and he'll, he'll go with Jan Alderweireld and and Sanchez in the middle, and then he'll probably. I think he'll go um, with uh, Orias injured, isn't he? So it'll be a trip here again on the other side. Yeah. I think for me, I think Sanchez will where, Sanchez will start simply because of, because of the pace of Vardy. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. Whether we go with a back four or a back three, I suppose if Sanchez starts, you've got to go with a back three because I can't see him dropping um, Vertonghen or Alderweireld. I don't think Vertonghen is going to going to be at le- left back. I, I'd, I'd assume um, Rose will start that match. The, the thing is, turn. If you go with a back three with Rose and Trippier on either side. You can drop back into a back four with Sanchez, Alderweireld and Jan, but then it allows Trippier to push up one side so Rose drops back to make the four. Or if Rose pushes up, Trippier drops back and can you make the four. So it's quite flexible in that way. It's quite, you know, because you obviously you don't want to just go back four and stick Rose in midfield. You can you can alternate that. It's it's quite it's quite a lovely little uh, formation, if you if I'm honest. Um, So, yeah, three or three or four. If it's a back, it's a back five. With Trippier, Rose, Sanchez, Adelaide, Ayrold and Vertonghen. And it's 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 a, it's a fluctuating... It's almost as fluctuating as the front. It really is. It's, it's actually quite a, quite a joy... It's quite a joy to behold, to be honest with you, our defence on days. Um, predictions? Win. Yeah, win. Okay, win. Yeah, I mean, I'm, not, I'm hardly going to say we're going to lose a match. I, I, we don't draw games, so... <laughs> 
It's a new record. When it is, yeah. yeah. <laughs> 29 games. They, during the commentary yesterday, um, somebody said, oh, uh, uh, and if they win today, it's a new record. And I thought, that's a kiss of death if I've ever heard one right there. Um, but again, the relentless nature and the, the pressure that we exert, you know, it's fantastic. It's fantastic. I mean, the midfield, um, Sissoko winks, you know, the, those two in a, in a double pivot. Sissoko, the, the chaos theory in the middle is quite nice. And then I, I would say that you'll probably have Lamilla, Eriksson, Son and Lorente at the front. Um, but I wouldn't, I don't think uh, Mora will start. I think he's got. To, I think he's got to go with Lorente. Uh, I, I, I do think he's got to go with Lorente, especially if he's going to have Rose going up the up the left side, whacking him in, and same with Trippier the other side. Uh, for me, that makes absolute sense. Well, just um, briefly, um, going back to yesterday's game, what did you make of Winks' performance yesterday? I think obviously we Dembele's now gone. We're living in a post-Dembele world. Um, we had Dyer and Winnie Armour on the bench here returning from, from injuries. Obviously, Sissoko um, played um, Winks yesterday. Um, did you did either of you think he had a good game, an indifferent game? Um, I thought he had a good game yesterday. Um, he had a good game on Wednesday as well, I thought. He's, he's be, uh, yes, the, the last, the last, yesterday's game was a prime example of what Dembele, what we miss in not having Dembele. The way, he, the strength that he, he had just to, to hold up the ball, push past the player and move it on and break that those two banks and find that space was invaluable. Um, Winks was moving that ball fo- forward and, and recycling it very, very well yesterday. Um, I think he has to start, actually, over Dyer at the moment. I don't think... I, I, Dyer, when he plays... It, it tends to slow things down. It's a bit sideways and backwards, but Winks is Winks. He's uh, picking that ball up. He's a little engine moving it forward. He, he plays it simple, and he, he's very good at it. Yeah, I, I agree. I, I think um, Winks is almost um, what Dembele uh, what Dembele was in terms of how he's learnt from him. I think over the years because he he, he had a few games with uh, with Dembele and obviously in training and stuff he's picked up a lot. And I agree, he's 23 yesterday, and yet he's he's mixing it in there uh, with everybody. And he, he does, he plays it simple, he plays it nice. Sometimes he goes a bit backwards and sideways for me, but but when he gets the opportunity to push forward, he does. And I, and I think he's, you know, him and Sissoko together seem to play play very, very well and look very solid. You don't tend to worry with Winks being in there for sure. Um, and then he, again, the other day, he popped up with a nice goal at the end of the game. So... You know, which is something Dembele didn't mm. often do. So, you know. It might be that he just shines against teams that sit back and he gets the time because they are retreating, you know, and, and forming those banks quite quickly. But he was always showing for the ball and him and him and Jan worked really well together. Yeah, he don't hide away for sure. No, he really doesn't. I've always been a fan of um, Winks and I think technically he's a really good player. But also I think now he's got a real opportunity with... With Dembele gone, um, for him to, to to step up and uh, and grow and 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 develop. I mean, he's still a young man, but um, I think the more and more opportunities he, he he gets, if he can just stay away from injury. So we, we, he's obviously got that issue with with his ankle, which Pochettino said that they they've just got to manage that. But if he can stay fit and continue to get a run of games, then um, I think there's a real gem, gem of a player there. Right. Can I just make a quick shout to Hugo for that save? Um, it, it, Absolutely, it, yeah. It's quite central, but he didn't have a lot to do. But when he was called upon, he did. He made made a save quite well. I think um, it was a superb save. The guy, yeah. there was a guy behind me moaning all, all game, and he said, "Oh, he should have caught that." <laughs> <laughs> oh my days! But there you go. Just loves, just loves Spurs fans some days. <laughs> Right, in the second half of the podcast, we'll take more of your questions. But before we do, here is Bex with this week's Spurs Ladies update. Hey, it's Bex. So Spurs Ladies played today. They played in the fifth round of the Women's FA Cup. They came and they played playing away at Crystal Palace and came away 3-0 winners. Jessica Naz scored on 40 minutes. Ash Neville scored on 45 plus 3. And then Coral Haynes finished everything off at 55 minutes. Good result for the girls this week. Their next match is next Sunday at 2 o'clock and that's another away game. That's London Bees. They play at the Hive in London. It's a 2 o'clock kick-off and that again is in the league. So hopefully 
um, the girls come out with another strong result because at the moment they are top of the league, which they've been before and we quite like. The way the league stands at the moment, the girls um, are top of the league on 33 points. They've played 13 games. The, probably their biggest challengers are Man United women who played 11, but they're five points behind. So that's a little bit of... If the Spurs girls kick on and they do win all their games, hopefully somebody will see Man United, um, some Man United will fall, which will be lovely. So I think it's a really good season for the ladies thus far. Added to that, they've had a handful of players involved in international games over the last couple of weeks. And I think another reflection of how well the girls have been playing recently is the fact that two Spurs players were recommended, sorry, nominated for player of the month for January, Rihanna Dean and Sarah Wiltshire. So have a look on the Spurs ladies social media, get your votes in. I think it's been really good. If you look, scroll down somewhere, the uh, goals are definitely there, you'll be able to see. So it's really all starting to come together. Um, Karen Hills, the manager, is delighted with the way the team play and also their togetherness. And I think that's really evident in this social media. So that's me. I'm done. If anybody has any questions, I am on Twitter at Bunches Bex. Cheers. Thanks. Bye bye. Welcome back to the second half of the Tottenham Hotspur family podcast. Thank you, Bex. Right. Um, let's finish off with a few more questions. Um, we had a question from. Uh, it's not on the running order because it only just came through. Um, Sam Ricketts, his Twitter handle is at Sam underscore Ricketts. Um, he just says, thoughts on er- Ericsson recently? I said it. He's, he's passing's a myth. I think it is. He, he he can create play and he can find a pass and, and little things that can unlock teams. But I think he, he. I don't know if his head's been turned and he's he's he wants away, or he. But he, he hasn't been up to the standards he's been recent uh, in recent the recent past. Um, he, his crosses barely beat players now, and it, it's it's quite frustrating. It really is. Mm. Um, don't call, not call him to be out the side because what he brings when he when he's on form is more than what we lose if he's not there. If that makes any kind of sense. Yeah, I've I've had a little bit of a, an issue with Ericsson in the past where he he kind of seems to be a little bit weak in the tackle and stuff like that, which which is a bit of an annoying. But it may be just that he's playing a lot of games. And he needs a little bit of a rest, maybe. I don't know. I, I, I agree. I think he brings so much to the team. And he could just pull a bit of magic out and do something, you know, great. That that, that make, I mean, even he made the pass yesterday for Mora to, to head her on yeah. that, he, that he should have done. I mean, that was just a, a beautiful little flick over the top. Lovely okay. lovely vision to do that. The, the pass for Lorente that, that he skewed wide was a glorious one as well. There's Ooh. There's moments that are there, but I think he just needs to be a bit more consistent. I think that I, there are times during games where I, I, I feel he goes missing, and I don't mean that in a bad way. I don't mean that he's um, he's hiding, but I just sometimes I just don't notice him. But I think that's I think he makes a lot. He covers a lot of ground. If you look at the stats, he covers a lot of ground in terms of his running and tracking back. Um, but also, I think he drifts into areas, um, and he's he's good at getting into good positions um, and and taking players with him. Sometimes maybe he'll just drop, particularly this season, he'll, he'll drop a little bit too deep. Um, but I think that's that's just part of part of his game. I think he's one of those players that will make other players tick. And I think it's notable when he's not in the team um, how good a player he is. I think one of the things that people probably measuring him on and, and whether he's effective or not is more around his his corners and his free kicks. The fact that he hasn't done very well at that yeah. is probably what people are focusing on rather than his all-round play for the team. Um, I, I certainly wouldn't think we've got anybody that we could just replace him with just like that, you know. Yeah, if he, he would be very, very hard to replace if he went anywhere or we lost him. Um, I don't think we've got anybody that could fulfil that role in the team. Um, and I, yeah, I would I hate to think who we would have to buy to to, to pick that up. Um, talking of buying players, obviously the transfer window closed um, whenever it was Thursday, and we haven't bought anybody for the second consecutive window in a row. And there were quite a few outgoing. Some of the, some of the younger players, because um, I Sterling was, was loaned out to Sunderland. Um, 
and Kundu went to where did he go? Monaco. Um, and Janssen's back in the side. I was going to say, and and what do you make of that? What do you what do you make of Janssen? That's quite a bit of a U-turn from Pochettino. Surely he's just putting him in the shop window, isn't he? I, I can't be. I can't see how he's he's changed his mind on him because he was adamant that he wasn't in the in the club's plans. Yeah, which says to me that there must be something other than his ability that's the problem. Um, so I, I think he's put him in the score because who's going to buy a player that's that's just languishing in the under 23s? So apart from maybe wet spam or someone like that, you know, I, I just think maybe he's he's putting him out there and saying, look, you know, he is a squad, he's in the squad, he is one of our players, you know, his first team, he's training, he's fit, come and get him. <laughs> that that's all I can think that's going on there. Agree, and we've also got the space in the squads, having sold, sorry, having loaned out and can do. Um, lost Dembele um, or sold, sold Dembele even um, we've got the space at least in the Premier League squ- squad to accommodate him We're not in the Champions League um, but we do have it, do have that space in the Premier League squad so it's a bit of a no-brainer I think it's Poch being pragmatic rather than changing perhaps his opinion I think he, he still doesn't see a long-term future for the player and that's that's fine that's, that's football It's a massive about face after he said no he's not in the plans he ain't going to play don't want him it's a massive about face, um, but if if he if he's there and he's he's available, who knows? Who knows? I I didn't particularly think he was a a, a very bad player. I thought he was a half decent play. He worked when he played. He worked really hard and all the rest of it. He just couldn't stick the ball in the net and it just didn't seem to kick on. And again, he's another one. He's a very young player. So I mean, you don't know. I mean, you look at the stick we've given Sissoko and even Lorente is getting loads, even though he's scoring goals and assisting he's still been getting loads so oh. you, you never know do you he, he could he could get an opportunity come in and really kick on I don't know oh, the, the, the trouble is I mean unless he's unless it's a question of just him not um, pulling up his socks during tr- training um, we don't know what goes on behind the scenes it might just be an attitude thing it might be I don't know he slept with somebody's wife it, we don't know. We don't know. There's got to be something that he's done that's really caused Pochettino to just say, "Right, that's it. You, you, you don't have a future here." Um, he stole the last pudding when he was in front of him in the queue or something. He scratched his car. <laughs> it's, it's it's funny that there's a. Um, if either of you have read um, Brave New World, the book. Um, Aldous Huxley. Out... Sorry. Aldous Huxley. Are we? Or is that the Poch book, not the, the Aldous Poch Huxley? Book. No. Right. No, okay. Poch, the, the I've read Poch both. Book. Okay, the Balagay, the one Balagay wrote, and there is two years ago when we played City away, um, there was a debate as to which he, Pochettino doesn't mention the player in 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 question, but there were two players and he, they were deciding which one would start against Man, Man City, and which one wouldn't, and it all came down to a dish of lasagna, funny enough, I think, or something like that. It's, it always goes back to lasagna, um, and. Uh, there was a particular player that decided to eat this extra dish of lasagna in the canteen, and on that basis, they just thought, well, he's he's too greedy, or or he's he's just not looking after himself. So that whoever that player was was made it on the bench, and the other one um, started. And I'm, I've always tried to work out who who that player was, but I don't know. Maybe it was Janssen. Maybe it was Janssen. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he, he looks like a lasagna man, doesn't he? He does, yeah, he does. yeah. He's a big there, lad. There was something I read yesterday, and um, for the shame of it, it's from the Sun. But apparently, our wage bill is so small that we could double all the players' wages, sign seven players on a hundred grand a week, and still pay less in salaries than Manchester City. Shall I repeat that? Because it's quite <laughs> staggering, yeah. Yeah. Our wage bill is so small, we could double everybody's wages. Signed seven players for over a hundred grand a week, and still pay less in salaries than Manchester City. Wow! That, how, that, that okay? That and that is staggering. That is utterly staggering. Well, but that still says more about Manchester City than it does yeah, than it does yeah, about exactly. uh, Tottenham for me. I mean, people moan about Levy and stuff, but we are such a well-run run side. We really are. I mean, yeah, OK, there's skin flints and stuff. We're moving into a new stadium. Maybe there isn't money to spend. But, yeah, that's 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 a quite a staggering fact, I think. But it just says to me that when, like Walker, when they're offered money, come and join us. 
players' heads are turned. They are turned, unfortunately. Yeah, they are. City are just on a different league financially, and it's, it's difficult to, to compete. But the fact is, we are we're still above them in the, in, in the table, and I think that's that's quite an achievement. Um, yeah, given yeah. that, it, it really is. Yes. Yeah. Uh, right. Question from David Fornell: Is Lamella too one-footed at times? Possibly. Yes. Yes. Compared to Sonny, who's got two beautiful feet, I bet they're beautiful. I bet his feet are glorious. I bet he takes them off in like supermodel feet or something. <laughs> well manicured and everything. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, they're feet to die for, is Sonny's feet. <laughs> oh, dear me. Yeah. Oh, no. Uh, yeah, Lamella, can't, he, he, he wants to cut in all the time, doesn't he? Um, He's very much on. He reminds me of, do you, if you remember a player who played um, for Villa, um, back in the late night or mid mid nineties, uh, I think it was Milosevic. They had a striker um, who who wasn't particularly pro- prolific, um, and he was very left footed. I mean, really, everything was just just you know c- controlling the ball on his le- left. His, his right foot literally was was was, was for standing on. Um, Lee, at the at the start of the podcast, I asked you um, who who you know one of your favourite Spurs players was, and you mentioned Hoddle, and there was the player who who, who was brilliant with two feet. Um, Ginola was another one. We we, we I think uh, John, you you referred to him in in, in the pod earlier. Um, these both fantastic players, but both comfortable with 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 either either foot in the way that, for example, Sonny is. But yeah, Lamella is just. Um, He's, he's probably got big corns and uh, stuff like that. <laughs> he's probably just, probably just a stump. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, uh, the thing about Lamella is he's got sharp elbows and he loves to wind up players and he'll get him put himself about and he'll, he'll he'll get in the faces of people and that's not a bad thing. When you're up against it, it's a good thing to do. I mean, th- there was there was a bit of uh, was it the tackle that Rose put in against Watford there was there was a bit of um words and stuff was said about that afterwards um, rose rose can put himself about as well um but I, I think i'd rather have two good feet other than putting you know being able to put myself about a bit um question from rod rodney vincent um and he says, "This one's for me. Did you break in the new shoes for the game? Um, so I just just to explain it. Um, I bought some blue blue suede shoes um, this week. And he's asked, if did I break did I break into them? And if so, are they now officially lucky shoes and therefore a must wear home and away? Now, I, I, so I didn't wear them. I haven't broken into them yet. Um, partly because they are suede and uh, it's wet outside and and it's icy and I don't." wasn't going to wear them now anyway that's besides the point but in terms of in terms of a lucky omen and and, and that sort of thing um i'll ask you this both but i mean i i've got this thing where um i've got some socks which will have a like a little trim of red on them um that i've previously worn on a day that we've played um a game and we've always seemed to have lost. So now I'm like, it's just a no. Do not wear red. Do not wear anything with 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 a with any red. Um, so no no socks that have got even like a like a little red stripe or anything like that. No, it's it's a it's a no for me. Um, either of you superstitious in that way? I have no red Spurs? clothes whatsoever. Absolutely nothing with red on it. What uh, uh, there might be a, a, an old Spurs shirt with a red logo on it, and that's about as far as it goes. But I have a Spurs mug that—that's the only mug that I will drink from in the house. It is literally the only mug that I will drink. I won't drink from anything else. And it, on a match day, it has to be the first. If I'm look, making a cup of coffee in the morning, it has to be the first mug that I touch in the morning. Can't and nothing else. It has to be that mug. <laughs> I've got a pair of pants that I've been wearing since 1981 that, <laughs> <laughs> that, that have never been bear. washed. They're, they've never been washed. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> no, i got no superstition at all. I, I don't have this issue with wearing red either. I've got to be honest. I'm not to a game, but, but I, you know, I'm not superstitious at all. Fair enough. Um, right. Uh, a couple more questions. Greg Taylor, um, sometimes we have to think of the bigger picture. My wanting Arsenal and West Ham to win this weekend is an aberration that must be endured for the good of the club. If we can keep ahead of Man City and keep in touch with the Bindapers, who knows where this could end. Can you ever bring yourself to hope for a Liverpool, Gooner or Chelsea win? 
Or is it a case of never for you? Never. 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 I mean, the, the thing is, if you look at the, the, the games this weekend, um, so the West Ham game, if West Ham win, that means that City have lost. So, we, you know, that that's good. If they draw, again, they've lost points. And then the other way and the other way around, Arsenal, if they lose, they lose. But if they win, it means Liverpool's lost. So any result, we get something from this weekend. But I'd, out of the two games, I'd take a pair of draws right now. If you offered me a pair of draws out of both of those games, I'd take them. I'd snap your hand off. Yeah, with with uh, twenty two injuries would be great. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean a draw is a perfectly credible result in terms of um, you know a draw, a draw these days is is not too. It's almost as bad as a defeat. I mean, you've you've effectively dropped two points. So for for either of those teams to to drop two points um, would be a good thing and. It also means that neither West Ham or, or Arsenal would win their respective matches. I think I'm, I'm of the opinion I certainly would never actively cheer on an Arsenal or a West Ham or for that matter a Chelsea goal. Um, but I would, a bit like Pochettino, um, I, don't, I don't know if either he saw his press conference yesterday post-match where he just where they asked him, would, would you be cheering on um, Arsenal against City today? And he just said, no, never. Right. And he never. And, and, I, and I think I'd, I'd deal with the consequences afterwards. So if if Arsenal were to beat City today, and it means City have dropped points and 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 uh, West Ham beat Liverpool tomorrow, then so be it. Great, that's that's what's happened. Um, so be it. I don't think I'll actively cheer either of those teams on. It just goes against the DNA. It, at the end of the day, it, it, it makes no difference. If we go and lose against Leicester, then what difference did it make whether they won or lost? Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Well, you worry about what we're doing. We need you exactly. know just worry about us. Yeah. Okay. Okay. That's what's making the last-minute goal so so enjoyable. So, final final couple couple of questions. Um, Ed Brad, um, we are going to at least finish second and make the Champions League. Um, and then he sort of says, "Change of mind." I don't, I don't know if that's him revising um, what he his position. Um, and also, similar sort of note. Um, question from Lee Marston. His Twitter handle is at Lee Marston eighty one. Um, can we nick the title? I don't think Liverpool are going to drop enough points for us to nick the title. I think we can keep winning, and I think we could possibly not lose between now and the end of the season. I think we might have a couple of draws coming up, but I don't think Liverpool are going to drop enough points for us to, to catch them. We don't draw, John. Didn't he get the memo? No, I, we, we've, we've, got to, we've got to go to Anfield and we've got to go to City. Um, and I can see draws in those games. Um, uh, if if you ask the question, can we win the can we win the title? Yes, of course we could win the title. Um, but am I thinking about it? No. I, 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 for me, it's just a case of keep winning your games. Don't worry about anybody else. Let's see what happens to them. And if it came, it came. I, I think it's better to be the underdog that no one's mentioning. I, I love the fact that Sky don't don't mention us in the title race and stuff like that. I prefer it to be honest. I'd rather that than have them putting pressure on to say that we are up there. Um, I just want to just see what happens. I just enjoy the ride, just see how the how the team play um, and what results we get. You know, uh, for me, it's, it's still too early to say what what the outcome's going to be. You know, there's a lot of football still to play. You know, and I'm hope. I mean, I am hoping that Liverpool do have a big wobble because I'd hate to see them win the league. If I'm being honest, uh, I don't think we'd ever live it down if they did. So I, when we were chasing Leicester a few, few years ago, and when, you know, at one point it was, I think, two. We were two points behind in February. It then it went then down to five for for a bit, then to seven, then back to then to sort of four, and and then back to seven. And so at that, at that point, it was agonising because you you still you're, you're dreaming, you're picturing the scenario, you're 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 thinking, you're sort of plotting your head, and you're looking right. If we win that game and they drop points, it was agonising. And I don't, I don't want to put myself through that again now. So I know it's a cliche, but take each game as it comes. We've, we've got Leicester next. We need to win that. Um, it could be. I'm, I suspect it might be another frustrating day at the office. It might be another late, late show. But um, if we, if we get the three points, that's, that's the main thing. If, if we, I don't know, happen to draw or. or 
Leicester do with Wolves, for 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 example, against us, suddenly um, we we we're slightly further away than we actually thought we were. So just take it, take one game game as it, as it comes. I think it's, it's an old adage in football, but it but it's true. I think what I'd say about the title race is we're what four points behind Liverpool. Okay, let's let's just say they beat West Ham tomorrow and it goes goes back to seven. Um, it's not impossible. Seven points with is it how many? Thirteen games left We're in February. It's not impossible when you, when you consider. I think at one point a few seasons ago, when City first won the league um, in modern times uh, under Mancini, um, when they were ch- they were chasing United, I think they were eight points behind. Um, uh, that might have been in March or something like that. So things can happen. Seven points is and Liverpool could have a wobble later on. Um, so it's it, it is possible. Um, but I'm not going to dream dream about it yet, or I'm not going to start to go through the fixtures and just just take it one game 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 as we go along. Um, a question for both of you though: Would you rather? I mean, I gathered from what you said, um, Lee. You don't want Liverpool to win, and John, I believe you're the same. And I don't want them to win. I'd rather if it's not going to be us. I'd rather City won the league than than Liverpool. Um, with that in mind, would you rather City, for example, tonk Woolwich 5-0 or 6-0 today because they've got a better chance of catching Liverpool than we ever do? That I'd, makes sense. I would always, I would always want a team to tonk Arsenal, regardless of who it is and sure. what their league position are. Um, do you, I suppose another way of putting it, do you, do you trust us to, to catch Liverpool or is it a more likely outcome that City, City would? Uh, it, it, it's not about us. It's about Liverpool dropping points. It's not about. I, I think we can we could go unbeaten till the end of the season quite easily, but it's it's about Liverpool dropping those points for us to catch them. Yeah, I, I, it's it's all about what they do. It's, it's not about what we do. We, we've got to win our games. End of. Just keep winning our games and see what happens. I I think we're as we've got as much chance of catching Liverpool as as City have. Um, but I'd love to see them beat them lot down the road five six nil no no always i'll be more than happy to see that just put yourself in a position that if anything does happen you can capitalize on it yeah yeah agree going back to um ed's question um i don't think we'll get as far as the semi-finals for champions league although you never know it's it's a cup competition and stranger things have have happened um in terms of the league i don't i can't honestly can't see us finishing any lower than third and if if right now somebody said third place you can have it, I would I would take it. I'd take third and I'd take um, I'd take you know, United to finish fourth just because it means no other London club will will get a champion will get Champions League fo- football just like last season. And I think that would be that wouldn't be a bad season given all the problems we've had with 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 the stadium and and uh, no signings etc. I'd just I'll take that right now. I think I'd take United finishing fourth because they'd probably keep Solskjaer on. Yeah. Um, but then again, uh, having read some papers today, you, uh, Chelsea are in for Pochettino as well. And you, I, I, I'm just, um, if you could see me, I'm shaking my head because he's about as likely to go there as he's as likely to go to United. If I'm honest, he's not going to he's not going to join one of those clubs. No. Right, final thing on the pod. Um, Lee, if it's your first time on the Top Knots for Family podcast, um, there is a reoccurring question that we ask all new guests this season, um, and it's from Gilly. Um, his Twitter handle is at I know Alan, Alan, Alan And the question is, which Spurs player would you like to travel to and sit with an away game? You know, I, I, I thought about this, and uh, I'd really like to spend some time with uh, Musa Sissoko. Uh, I, I just think the guy has been through so much shit. <laughs> from our fans um, that I'd like to sit there and have a conversation with him about how he stayed so mentally strong to actually turn his season around the way he has I, I'd just be really interested to find out what makes that guy tick hmm. that's a really interesting answer because every, I think every, you know we've probably had a few Delis and a few um, Suns for example um, but uh Harry Kane, that sort of thing. But I, I, you know, the last sort of play that you, you'd expect is Musa um, Soko. But I, I like that. That's a really yeah, that's well, a nice answer. Well, well, well thought out yeah. answer. Right. Um, the next podcast will be recorded a week today, Sunday evening, um, same day um, that we play Leicester. Um, until all that, until then, all, all that's left for me to say is um, thank you, John. 
Cheers, guys. Cheers, Lee. Cheers, Jav. Thank you, Lee. Thank you for making your debut. Oh, that's, that's really good. Thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. Nice to speak to you, John. Absolutely. Yeah. And until next week, the future's bright, the future's lily white. Good night. Come on, Tottenham, stick it in the goal. Come on, Tottenham, the pace of bloody slow. You are the first team, the last team my dreams have ever seen. Put on that lily white and run on to that green. White Hart Lane has seen its pain, it's at its low tonight. We fought our team through thick and thin and all those glory nights. And when the game is done, we'll sing a song and talk it out all night. Hey! Come on, Tottenham, stick it in the goal. Come on, Tottenham, don't be so bloody slow. You are the first team, the last team my dreams have ever seen. Pull on that lily white and run on to that green. Oh, we've seen them come, we've seen them go, the names up on our shirt. Gods have failed as men are hailed and faces in the dirt. Now gather round and sing it out and we'll talk out over her.